Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and I have my co-host back. I'm so excited to have you back this week. Uh, My co-host is here, Cayman Beckmeyer. Thanks for being back here this week. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. I know, right? Listeners were were sending me messages going, you need to keep her. You need to keep her coming. So you did a fantastic job last week, and I'm excited to have you back in studio. Thank you. And we're gonna you're gonna be kind of dual role. You're also gonna be a little bit of a guest tonight. So I'm I'm gonna pick your brain. Sounds good. All right. Um, you know when you have a show like this, you've got to have a really good presenting sponsor. Do you know who my presenting sponsor is? Yep, it's Great Southern Bank, and they're serious about convenience. With nearly a hundred banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at GreatSouthernBank.com. The member of the FDIC. Excellent. And I, I bet that you will see Great Southern Bank a lot because uh, what's the name of the arena you'll be playing in? Great Southern Bank Arena. That's right. So we're very grateful for Great Southern Bank and Joe Turner, Kelly Polonis, all of their teammates over at Great Southern Bank for making this show possible. Thank you so much. Other sponsors that we're so grateful for, and they are handpicked. Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So we'll talk about them throughout the show. So we have we have a great show tonight. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to take this point of view and this perspective but let's recap last week's show. Um, you know, Cayman and I were able to sit down with two champions. Jenny Talbert from Fairgrove, Class 3 Girls State Championship in basketball, was here along with Becky Mullis, College of the Ozarks. They won the NCCAA National Championship. And we were able to kind of pick their brains on how do you get your teams to peak at the end of the season. And those two those two coaches did a tremendous job. Would you agree, Cayman? They did, yeah. They had a... A lot to talk about about being champions. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and they did a wonderful job. I want to thank them for being on the show. Um, Coach uh, Mollis is coming back um, in a couple of weeks, um, and she'll be with Steve Shepard, and we're going to talk about College of the Ozarks and all their athletic program and getting back into the NAIA. So that's going to be a great conversation as well. All right, so if you want to listen to that show, uh, you can go to a coachesperspective.com, listen to it under previous shows, or it's also on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, Helium, Satellite Radio, all of those under a coach's perspective. So Cayman is my co-host tonight, so she's going to introduce um, one of our guests. And I'm excited. Let me tell you a little bit about the theme of what we're going to talk about tonight. This show is called A Coach's Perspective. We are going to shift a little tonight and talk about a parent's perspective. Having a parent in the stands watching an athlete, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what that's like. Um, And we have lots of questions for our guests. So Cayman, you want to introduce uh, one of our guests? Yep, our first guest is my mom, Michelle <laughs> Beckemeyer, formerly known as Michelle Mickelson. So, and she played basketball as well. She did. She played basketball at Marshfield, and then she went on to go play basketball at SVU. Very good, excellent. All right, so our we all so we have a mother daughter duo, and we have a father son duo. And Karan Johnson has been on the show before. No stranger yep. to a coach's perspective. So welcome back. It's good to be back. We're happy to have you here. You're in the middle of track and field season. You're, you're throwing the shot put. You're going to Brown University to continue that career. Um, you know, we talked, we picked your brain a lot last time that you were here, and you did such a wonderful job. I knew before you left for Brown, I wanted to have you back on the show. So 
I'm glad you are here. And I'm going to make you introduce uh, my other guest. Well, the other guest that we have here on the show today is my dad, Armando Johnson, who is also a coach at Central High School. Very good. All right. So welcome, Coach. I appreciate you being here. It is here. my esteemed pleasure to be here. <laughs> All right. So we've got, uh, we've got some high-end athletes here, and we've got their parents, and we're going to start a little bit um, kind of picking their brains. I'm going to start with the parents. Um, tell me, Michelle, I'm going to start with you. You know, during your playing days, um, you know, the game has changed quite a bit. So, you know, you are fortunate that you're being able to watch your daughter play a sport that you love so much that, um, that you played collegiately. Tell me a little bit about how the game has changed in your opinion. Yeah, I think the game um, has definitely changed um, in regards to the speed of the game. Um, just being physical, um, the girls are more physical, um, and just being just a more fun game to watch. Less turnovers, um, the coaching in regards to um, scouting the other team in regards to the data um, that the players can get. So I definitely feel like it's definitely more the speed of the game and um, just the um, the physical um, part of the game. Right. I think so, too. And, I mean, we're similar in age. I'm a little, just a slightly tiny, itsy-bitsy bit older than you. Um, and, I, you know, I agree. There was a lot of finesse back when we played. It wasn't as physical. Um, and I think that's something that is different as well. Um, and I like that you said that there's less turnovers. There's less travels, too. I remember that being a thing as well. But that is, um, that's true. But, you know, Cayman, I think it's um, it's a lot of fun to be able to play. Does your mom, is she able to bring a perspective uh, whenever you can filter through the mom mode? Can she bring a perspective that can help you with your sport? Yeah, for sure. She gives me a ton of advice, and I do sometimes have to remind her that, you know, it has changed and it is different <laughs> now, and we are different players. But, um, you know, just being able to have and kind of know that, you know, she set some records and she went on to play college ball, so it's not just like – She's hearing these things like she does genuinely know these things, and she's telling me that because she does care and, and wants me to be successful. Right. And she's a great resource, right? She is yes. a great resource. <laughs> so, um, you know, Armando, this, let me talk a little bit about you. were a multi-sport athlete. You were good at everything, right? <laughs> Pretty much everything. I tried, to, I tried to do as much as I could in every sport. <laughs> I, I wasn't good enough in, in one, so I tried them all. There you go. There you go. Multi-sport athlete. Um, so how do you think, I'm going to ask you a little more generally, I mean, how do you think sports overall has changed from when you were Karan's age to now? Uh, the, I guess it's when you think about what we've learned from each sport, that each sport has grown. The, the technology, that I, I heard her mention the technology, that is one of the craziest things because I've been following basketball, being, you know, coaching, and then the, the ability that student-athletes have now you know, in terms of the things that they are capable of doing now physically, you know, I look back, I, I think, man, I could do that, but we didn't know how to do that. You know, we never, the creativity in the game of basketball, the, the it's so many aspects that they've added to the game that I, I wish that I was able to play now in my in the body that I had then. I admit that that is so true. Um, to be able to have that, um, wish I would have known what I, then what I know now, um, attitude, Karan, you know, when your, your dad is a great resource, you know, you play football, you're in track and field. I mean, you've been a, you've been a multi-sport athlete as well. Mm -hmm. um, how has your dad been as a resource? Again, filter through the parent mode, but having a coach in the house and someone that was a former athlete, how's he been as a resource? He's been amazing. I think I'm in a really unique position having a coach as a parent 
because I can, uh, and and not being my coach either, because I can be the I can be the coach's son, but also the coach's son that works extremely hard and works as hard as everybody else. Um, I think he's taught me a lot of what the coach's perspective is and how you should treat that in terms of your training with your coach. So I think over the years I've been able to cultivate really great relationships with my coaches because of that. Yeah, and and he gives you probably some guidance. Um, I I bet, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the car ride after, you know, Mm -hmm. performances. Um, But, you know, sometimes my daughter would get in the car after after a basketball game and she was like, well, what did you think about the game? And I'm like, you want the mom answer or the coach answer? It's your choice. (laughs) Either one I'm happy to give. And so I think sometimes, you know, do you want the dad answer? Do you want the coach answer? Did you have to have to filter through some of that? Or was it the same answer? It was kind of the same answer a lot of the times. And I think the answer was a lot of the time just have fun, realize that you can do better. But as long as you're having fun and you'll have the drive to do what you want to do. Right. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Um, I think, you know, I I recall um, oftentimes my parents after games, you know, did you work as hard as you could? Did you have fun? Um, the other stuff can wait until, you know, you take a breath. And I th- always thought that was really important as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about releasing your athlete. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, and I'm going to start with Coach Johnson on this. You know, when you release your son to other coaches, um, how, how let's, you're going to speak for yourself, but also for parents in general on this question. You know, how hard is it sometimes to, to release them to the game and to the coach and let them have their experience? I think from my perspective, it's really, it's it's fair because of the fact that I am a coach. And I always think of what I as a coach would want. I want the parents to trust me. You know, so when I release my kids, I'm like, I trust, we're, you have chosen this sport for the rest of your life. If this is what you're going to do, I'm not going to always be the one who gets to do it. I When we were talking about I am like the luckiest coaching parent, the parent, you know, parent in the world because my son does not play the sports that I play. He does not play <laughs> basketball, so I can release him to a football coach. You know why? Because I have no idea what goes on in football. They don't shoot enough three pointers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then track and field; these are things. Uh, his sport is uh, shot put, discus. I was a high jump, long jump, triple jumper. That's what I went to state in. I know nothing about what he does, so. I, I, I don't get to judge the coach. Not that I ever would, but I always, you know, trusting the coach. That's one of the things I always think of. And I, I am, I'm the, I never say anything about coaching, you know, even if it were basketball, because I've been in a position where, as a coach, where parents have critiqued every little thing that I've done. So I, many years ago, said I will never be that parent. Right. So, and that's, that's one of my main goals. We don't even, we don't talk about the sport. We don't, I let anything that he's speaking about, I stop with, did you have fun? And I'm always, I read the little thing, it's like 10, 15 years ago. I'm always asking, you know, man, I, I always say, had fun watching you play. Man, it was so yes. awesome. Yes. I love when y'all did this. You know, that's, and then I'm done. If he wants to talk about what happened, you know, then we talk. And I still don't have any, I try not to offer advice. My thing is, and he stated it, it's always, you got to have fun. And the, the overall theme is, in a couple of years, none of this is, it's not going to matter. Nothing's going to, yeah, nothing's going to matter what you're doing today. I said, if you're having fun, that's what you're going to remember. You're going to remember how you felt at this moment. Right. If you're, if you had a bad game, you're going to remember how you felt and you need to use that to drive what you're going to do next. And that's what I, that's every, his entire athletic career. That's always been my underlying theme talking to him. That's fantastic. All right. Well, 
We're going to talk to Michelle uh, Beckmeyer about how she releases because uh, you did play the same sport. Um, and we're going to, you know, what is it? Was it difficult to be able to sit in the stands and watch her play a game that you were very talented in? You know, young when she was younger, um, she's just been blessed with some really great coaches that just had good fundamentals. And that was what I was looking for when she was younger, is somebody that understood the fundamentals of the game, and she was really blessed with some great coaches. And then also just loved her as a person as well and had a good heart. And so she's been really blessed with those from younger age, um, during club season and then, you know, high school. So it was a real, it was an easy release. Um, back in the day, I did try to coach her when she was younger and that didn't go really well. So <laughs> we decided we need to find some, so that another show, coach. That show will be next week. <laughs> That'd be our therapy session. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I agree. And, and you were, you know, Chris Flood is, is a tremendous coach and I know that he, um, was, was, extremely honored to coach you but uh, I think that a lot of parents are happy to have their child play for a coach like that as well a lot of um, parents are happy to have their coach or have their sons or daughters play for coach Johnson it does make a big difference it does make a big difference all right well, we're going to continue on this we're going to have to take our first break um, we're going to continue talking about this um, we're going to dive into a lot of topics we've got our mother-daughter duo and our father-son duo we'll be right back with Cayman Beckmeyer Michelle Beckmeyer Karan Johnson and Armando Johnson right here you again to Great Southern Bank Arena for being our presenting sponsor. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's proven fact from scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree. The ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. And they're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. Um, Karan Johnson is here along with Cayman Beckmeyer. Um, and they've brought, their, they've brought their parents. We've got a mother-daughter duo here. Michelle Beckmeyer is here and Armando Johnson is here. Um, but, you know, before we go any further, Cayman and Karan, I just want you to verify. You, you drink chocolate milk after workouts, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay, I thought so. And who has the best tasting chocolate? Islander. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, so we were talking a little bit about releasing um, your your athletes to the game, releasing them to coaches, releasing them and allowing them to be coached and, and to, you know, to play. Um, and, and that is such a, that's a great term, and it's a very deep term. Um, but, I you know, I want to talk a little bit with Michelle about, you know, what we were talking with earlier with the Johnsons about the car ride, getting in, you know, after a contest and after a game, um, you know, what kind of advice do you have for parents in that car ride home from the contest? Yeah, Kevin really didn't want to talk about the game too much. So our car rides were usually pretty quiet most of the time. Um, you know, my advice is we've, we've been really blessed that Kevin has been, you know, injury-free, I think two games you were out with a thumb that got smashed in the car, but for the most part, injury-free. And so just, you know, just thanking God for our blessings that she's able to play and we're able to watch her and be here, you know, with her. So most of the time the car rides were very, very quiet. So any advice that I would give to parents is just always be encouraging um, to them, very positive. And we've always told Cayman, just give us effort and attitude. 
And she's been really good at both of those. So she's been pretty easy car rides home. That's good. All right. So, so Cayman, um, one, is that accurate? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know it is. But two, what would you say to um, your peers that maybe get into a car after a contest um, that, that don't have that experience? What kind of advice would you give them? Because, you know, a lot of times parents, as soon as you get in the car, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Or so-and-so should be playing, you know, you should be playing ahead of so-and-so. And they've got all that. Why are they playing man-to-man? Why are they not playing a zone? So what, what do you say to your peers um, about how they can handle conversations like that? Yeah, obviously the athlete is going to be competitive. And, you know, whatever happened that game, they whether they wanted it to be better or play more or whatever, the parent is also going to be um, super competitive too. But I think just as you're growing up, I think it's just important for the parents to be able to learn what the athlete needs. Like, is my athlete the type that we need those 20 minutes of silence before we can talk? Or, I mean, I'm sure there are some athletes where you can, like, immediately, you know, get into the hard topics. But I just feel like, you know, letting you cool down for a little bit and reflecting yourself on the game, I feel like that happens a lot for me, like, just in the locker room before I go out and see everyone and know that people are probably going to tell me a good game whenever it probably wasn't a good game. But just being mentally tough and being like, okay, you know, no matter what you think, you know, someone else is going to think something else, but probably just feeling out what that athlete needs. I think that's a, a tremendous answer because it is, it is individualized. Um, and some kids might get in the car and want to talk about it immediately, um, but some of them it does uh, hinder them. Um, so, what, Karan, I'm going to ask you the same question. What kind of advice would you give your peers that might be having that conversation? Right. Um, I would say probably give time to decompress. I think we live too too much where we're going, trying to look into the future or try to look in the past, and we're not living in the moment. So what I'd say is by decompressing, we're ultimately uh, ultimately realizing what we just did, right? We're realizing what we did. We just did. We're um, accepting it, and we're going forward. And I think a lot of the times a parent that, you know, automatically harks on, the stu- on their student-athlete is kind of playing towards either – going to the future, we're going to the past. Like, what did you just do, right? Instead of just being like, okay, we're here now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's time right. to decompress. I like that. I like that. Um, be where your feet are. I think that's important. Yeah. yeah I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. So um, I want to ask um, Armando this question first. You know, what is, what's challenging about watching your child? I know that you enjoyed it and it was wonderful, but I, I mean, I've watched my kids and I, I didn't lose my mind or go berserk on the outside. So tell me, sometimes on the inside, there's got to be some things stirring around. You know, how do you, what's challenging about watching your athlete, um, and how do you keep your composure um, if, you know, unless you really are cool as a cucumber all the time? No, there, there are moments. <laughs> there, there are some moments that during football season, it, it gets really scary because just, just as she was talking, I don't want an injury. I'm always scared. And it came to a point where I, I knew that he would be going to college for throwing it. And during football season, every time he touched someone, I'm thinking, oh, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. <laughs> and I'm hoping it didn't happen. But I would say, uh, it's it's not, I guess it's, it's not. They, I could give you a good example when he throws, mm-hmm. when I see his frustrations, because I that's where he probably hears it from me, when I see that he's not having fun. Because all of our conversations are, he'll, he'll attest to this, that, if you should not get mad, you're. I want him to be an ambassador to the sport. There are younger people looking up to him, and whether you 
throw well or not, you got to go around and congratulate other people. Uh, one example, we were at the University of Arkansas at a meet, and he didn't throw well, and he, he got mad about it. And I, ta- and I made him go and make sure that he congratulated all the other guys who participated, whether they had placed in front of him or behind him, because when you participate in the sport, you're an ambassador for it. And throwing, you know, that's something that doesn't get a lot of publicity. And so those times when I see his frustrations and that – I'll tell him about that because I think character is probably one of the most underrated things about ath- athletics these days that we talk about it and but we don't you know we don't really try to instill it those kids who have character they demonstrate it without us having to tell them to and I know that he does I think he won a did you win a Burleson character award or something I, I forgot what it was mm-hmm. but you know and it's about character and those are the things, if I see something that does not reflect the character that I want in them, that's when I stir, that's when I say something to him about, you know, and it's not negative, it's just I don't want him getting frustrated over something that, as I always say, it's not going to matter five years from now. Right, and, and I think what your your point, this is a great example to use, because oftentimes, too, if if it was the opposite, Karan, you, you know, maybe you can attest to this, if, if it was the opposite, and your dad was a lunatic and he was over on the sideline and he was like, oh, he got gypped or you didn't measure that right or what's going on here? You probably would not have gone over maybe and congratulated them because if that was the way he was as you were growing up. Um, so I think parents, you know, when they make those choices um, to lead you and guide you, it does help develop your character. Yeah, definitely. And I've, you know, played with a bunch of teammates before and I've had my fair share of people that are like my dad that, you know, tell me, be the ambassador of the sport. Mm-hmm. And I've seen kids that have parents that are always harking on them and are always mad at them and always uh, intrusive. So, yeah, I think then... You don't have to use the word lunatic, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, and, I've seen people on both of those sides, and I think um, it's people like my dad is definitely the best way to go. It helps. It gives you a little um, perspective on what you're doing there and what it's really, you know, putting things in perspective is really important. Um, and I think that's something that's that's huge. Um, you know, and I, I think also parenting through athletes through the different levels is also challenging. So, you know, you're talking um, about youth sports and you're talking about middle school athletes, you're talking about high school athletes, and now you two are getting ready for that transition to go into college athletes. Um, you know, Michelle, was there ever a difference, you know, when you, you know, our, our parenting came in throughout the years um, that have been more challenging than others? I think middle school was a, probably a little more challenging because Cayman was more advanced than some of the other girls from other teams. And so, and she was faster and stronger. And so I think some of the other team parents took that as, she was being overly aggressive, but she was just playing the game that she knew. So that, you know, was a little frustrating as a former player to know that she's just playing the game um, that she is. But Cayman's easy. You talk about being, you know, frustrated. Cayman mentally out there is easy um, to watch. There's been a few games where she got fouled out, and I think I got pretty frustrated <laughs> at it and I was assuming that she would and man she kept her cool so I'm like okay if she's keeping her cool I got to keep my cool I like that I like that feed um, that's really impressive all right well we're going to continue to talk about that and 
We're going to take our, our final break here, and we'll be back here on A Coach's Perspective. We've got Cayman Beckmeyer and, and her mother, Michelle Beckmeyer, and we've got Karan Johnson and his father, Armando Johnson, and we're talking a little parent perspective tonight. So I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back on A Coach's Perspective. Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars, trucks, SUVs, and they know service and how to keep their customers happy and loyal. Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey, give them a call. They will take care of you. 417-326-7671. They'll do a coast-to-coast search and find exactly what you're looking for. And bonus, it'll be in your price range. Uh, we also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com. Call Danny West. Um, he'll give you a free consultation, and he's going to treat your land like his own. And we also want to show gratitude to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance for sponsoring this segment. So we're back with Cayman Beckmeyer, Michelle Beckmeyer, Karan Johnson, and Armando Johnson. We're talking a little parent perspective tonight. We're going to continue this series next week as well. And I want to thank my co-host tonight, Cayman Beckmeyer, for coming up with this idea um, and, and suggesting it. It kind of snowballed from our conversations about how important that is. And plus, you were talking about, you know, having uh, a mom that played the same sport. Um, and I think that was uh, that was a great idea. So thank you. How's How are the parents doing so far, Cayman? They're doing good so far. All right. Very good. Check, check. Okay. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let them stay. Think, agree, Karan? Yes, ma'am. All right. Let's talk about um, this. And, and I'm going to remind everybody that, you know, Michelle and Armando are, are talking from a parent perspective, not necessarily um, from their personal perspective and experience. They can differentiate and filter through that. Um, but my next question, I wanted to make sure and give that disclaimer because um, they, they have done a nice job of releasing their athletes. Um, but I want to talk about how some parents struggle with supporting versus enabling. And some of that, just to expand on that a little bit, is, is um, always having an excuse for a shortcoming or a failure or, or always wanting to blame someone. Um, and this is something that I think is, is uh, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. We, we've got to be able to try and release and support and guide and it's okay for your child every once in a while to fail and to love them through that. So, Karan, tell me a little bit about, you know, what your perspective is on that, and, and then we're going to talk to your dad. Well, before you can get good, you have to be pretty bad so that you have somewhere else to go. And I think that's definitely something that's happened to me, especially whenever it comes to uh, the throws starting in seventh grade. I wasn't really that great. And uh, I remember my dad, you know, uh, not, I didn't really have much of a coach at the time in middle school. I mean, it's middle school throws, so it's not like a national championships on, on, uh, at risk or something. But I remember my dad, instead of saying, oh, well, you'll be fine once this happens or that happens, he was like, well, you can go and we'll set something up in the backyard and you can go and practice. And from seventh grade to eighth grade, a whole summer, I remember I practiced my butt off. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. Uh, I was a COC champ the following year and both shot put in discus. And I think whenever it comes to, uh, parents enabling it really not only sets your student back because there would be no way if I hadn't practiced that whole summer if my dad didn't uh, encourage me to do it but it almost sets you back because you don't get to see your student do those amazing things mm-hmm. yeah they don't reach their potential they're no. hindered by the excuses no. and the blaming um, so that that was that's a wonderful example um, coach Johnson um, to expand on that 
Well, first of all, it, I tore up my entire backyard. I had this beautiful green <laughs> backyard, and I got spray paint. I, I painted a sector. We made a ring and everything in the backyard. And I think it uh, enabled, I'm going to give you an example, and this will be instead of a parent. I was in class the other day. I teach Spanish. I have a student who is working on a certain problem, but then another student continues to give them the answers. And then I told the student who continued to give him the answers, I said, hey, you're not helping him because he'll make it through today, but when the final exam comes, you're not going to be there to help him. So you're not, you're not doing him any favors. And as a, as a parent, that's exactly how I look at, you know, raising a, a child, raising my son. I want him to experience the hard. If you do what is hard in life, Everything will be easy if you do everything. If you do what is easy, life will be hard. And it's just getting yourself ready. I think you just gave me another T-shirt idea. <laughs> no, that's a great way to put it. That's it a, that's if a beautiful you work on subject. hard, it, it, everything's easy. If, yeah. you, if you're if you used to grinding, and I, I, I do things to try to, you know, the mind, the mental aspect. Sure. I give him books and I talk about things because the mental part of it is he has to learn on his own how to struggle and how to get through and how to navigate that and I don't want to ever open up any door for him that he, he can get through himself. That's an excellent point, excellent point. Well, Cayman, what do you think about, um, you know, enabling? What do you think about um, sometimes when you hear parents blame the officials or maybe even teammates blaming each other, you know, not, not in your situation in general, of course, but what do you think about the enabling versus supporting? Yeah, I, I feel like just as an athlete you always need that support system behind you and I think that it makes you a better athlete whenever you know you you know that your teammates and your coaches and your parents support you and just knowing that they believe in you um, you know even just going to the college level is if your coaches are going to recruit you then she knows you can play at that level um, whether or not you know you're coming in as a newbie or not just you know having that confidence um, is powerful but at the same time I feel like you know kind of what he said just you, people can't give you the answers. You know, your parents can't go out there and put your jersey on and do it for you. So put it in that work, like behind the scenes, just by yourself in a gym by yourself is going to be able to make a name for yourself. And I think that's so important is, you know, who is Cayman Beckermeyer? Like, who are you as a person? And not, I mean, you're not going to live in, in your parents' shadows anymore or in their name anymore just as they get older. So it's what are you going to do for yourself to, to make you the name that they think about? fantastic because it is you are the one representing yourself that's so true and I, and I think you know and Michelle it's not easy let's be honest it's not easy when we see our our child hurting we want to we want to fix it right you know they cut themselves we want to get the band-aid we want to do we want them to be happy and we want them to be healthy um, but sometimes you gotta I, this sounds crazy you gotta step back every once in a while and let them bleed let them cry let them you know let them sweat it out but it's hard isn't it yeah it is it's very hard and as a mother you you don't. You definitely don't want to see your babies hurting, or you want to. You want to fix the problem. Um, and you know, my advice is: you, you see, parents and they want their kids to be the best on the team. And a lot of times, that's not the best thing for the kid. And if you know your kiddo can be, you know, maybe one of the you know ones that needs to improve the most. And then you watch them improve and keep improving and keep improving and pushing themselves. Um, 
that's that's fun, you know, when you get to do that and do that together with your kiddo. And be a, a role player. The value of a role player is so important because that's a, such a great life lesson to be able to know your role and to be the best that you can possibly be in that role. Um, I think that's something that's really important. But I'm going to validate it to all the parents that are shaking their heads going, I don't enable, I don't enable. Well, we're probably talking to you. So, so take a breath and think about it. Um, but we're going to validate the fact that it is hard. It is difficult sometimes because you do. You, you know, it's not easy to watch them fail. But you have to step back and look at the big picture. You've got to be able to look at, um, you know, the journey as a whole. And sometimes, um, and guess what? I, and I want to remind you of this, you know, stay between the lines when I tell you this if you're driving. But you failed too. <laughs> you screwed up too. Um, so someone helped guide you through that. You figured out, you know, how to cope. And I think that's important. Um, you know, and, and along those lines, you know, I want to ask, you know, Karan and, and Kamen a little bit about um, the mentality. We see a lot of athletes being overwhelmed um, in this day and age and, and letting their mental health slip. You know, what are some of the ways that you can, can give advice to your peers about keeping that strong mentality? I don't, I've never seen you all rattled. Um, you seem very calm, in control. Um, I've had the opportunity to watch Kamen play a lot. Um, and, and she is in some pressure cooker situations and she keeps it cool. So I'm going to start, I'll start with Cayman on that question. How do you keep, uh, keep so cool? Well, thank you for saying that. But, um, it definitely has, you know, come from practice, whether that was, um, you know, just youth league or whatever, but along with just school, um, and then just, you know, day to day things, you feel the pressure of, you know, just life and being a teen and today and today's age and, but just kind of like what they said earlier, just living in the moment and just knowing that you can't get this moment back. So, I mean, why stress about it or why be upset about that shot you just missed or, you know, even a bad throw or something or a bad time or just, you know, why stress about it or, you know, go and, and do it better the next time or the next possession or just looking towards the future but also living in the moment at the same time. I like that. Excellent. Can you top that answer, Karan? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really good answer. Yeah. I'd say um, for me, whenever it comes to stress, I've had quite a bit of it, but what I've learned over the years is to just uh, continue my hobbies and realize in hindsight why I'm doing this, you know, and ultimately my stress will go away because of that. Like, I like to read a lot. So, like, if I'm in, like, a really stressful situation or if I'm, like, in a, I'm in the depths of a season, sometimes I'll just sit back and be like, oh, I'm doing this for fun. I get to do this. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, don't get to do what I do. They don't get to have the fun that, that I ha that I've had. They don't they're no longer able to go on the field. They no longer can go in the ring. So realizing that I'm in a very privileged position that I am, I think that's what takes my stress away. I think that's fantastic. All right. Um I'm gonna take a little bit of a pivot here. I want to talk about one of my favorite subjects um, because I'm very talented at it and that's called trash talking. Um, I'm really good at that, and I really want to know a little bit, you know, especially that has been in the forefront here in this last week. You know, you've seen a lot in the news um, from the Women's National Championship, the trash talking that was going on. I don't really want to, you know, dive too much into that. Um, however, um, I want to know how you all handle the trash talking, and when is it crossing a line for an athlete? When do you think it's like, oh, woo, that was, that was too much? Um, you know, because there's got to be some healthy trash talking. Sometimes that's... That's just fun, you know, but when it crosses the line, that's where I think, um, you know, we've, we've got to make sure and monitor ourselves and make sure we're not crossing into unsportsmanlike behavior. So, Karan, what do you, I'll start with you on this one. Well, I'll say this, uh, trash talking in the Johnson household is probably as natural as breathing, so 
I'm pretty used to it. And uh, being a two-sport athlete uh, playing football, I've also dealt with tons of trash talking. Um, I'd say trash talking, it's, it's, it's uh, in my opinion, like a form of love and a form of respect if it's done correctly. You know, and talking about maybe like the national championship, like that's a place where it wasn't done correctly, and I wouldn't even really count that as trash talking because it's kind of a whole different thing whenever it comes from a, not a place of love or respect. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That's a good That's a good gauge, I think, for it. Yeah, what do you think, Cayman? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think as a girl, I'm probably not as good at trash talking, so I... I don't think, I guess, girls basketball around here trash talks that much. I mean, I'm sure that it does happen, but I kind of, whether I get, you know, hear something or hear what someone said, maybe even, like, before the game. Or even whatever, from the stands. Yeah. The crowd. Yeah, or yeah. student sections, everything. Like, I kind of try to ignore it, but I also use it as a little bit of motivation mm-hmm. and kind of let, like, my play and my game, you know, justify that trash talking. But I don't like to give it back because I'm not that good at it. So maybe just score a few <laughs> points and that might hurt their feelings. So. All right. Um, it, Michelle, if it's okay with you, I'd like to give her some lessons on trash talking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, but I think that, you know, not responding actually is, is a great, if you, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, I mean, that's something that I think is, that's a great attitude for sure. Um, and, and so I want to ask um, Coach Johnson, you know, his his thoughts um, on on trash talking as well. When does it cross that line? Well, I have a PhD in trash talking. <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, to me, it is it is a natural part of the game, especially in most male sports. It's just natural, and there is, and I guess I could echo what he said. You know, there's a limit. You could you can't get super personal. You know, if you're talking about someone's family or anything but it's like things that i used to i was a very bad basketball player and when it came to playing against anybody it's so nice i'm going to tell you a real life story if you guys ever heard of the nba player latrell spreewell i knew that he averaged about 30 points a game and i had to guard him when we were in college when i was playing junior college basketball i talked so much trash he said nothing he didn't react to anything and he scored 37 points so I, I did my <laughs> best. Right. I, was, I didn't have my Ph.D. at that time, yeah. but I was I was really good. I was I was going at it, and he did not respond. But it's just a natural part of the game. I, I cannot play a sport. I cannot compete, even when I'm playing Uno with, with my students in class or we're playing uh, Loteria. I am talking trash the whole time <laughs> because it's just it's it was my fuel. It it kept me going. I could not play silently. <laughs> Same, same, for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, Mich- Michelle, do you have anything to add to that conversation? I would say, I mean, when I played high school and college, yeah, there wasn't a lot of trash talking except one game over at Pitt State. They called me Miss Mary Kay. And I took that as a compliment because my philosophy was if you look good, you play good. And I couldn't help it that I wore makeup all right. the time. So. <laughs> You, and the you, Pitt State Gorillas. Well, and and I think sometimes, um, you know, it, like he said, if it gets personal, you're crossing the line. Um, you know, if it's in fun, and and you know, I think that sometimes is is one of the things. But there is a fine line. There is a fine line. You got to be careful not to cross that line for sure. Um, so let let me ask you a little bit about uh, this. Is what I think is. 
uh, also a big issue with high school athletes and college athletes, and that's commitment levels and being um, a little bit overwhelmed. How do we find balance um, for our children? How do we find that balance when they are in the throes of, um, you know, this is some of the greatest times of your life, being able to make these memories and have these experiences. So I'm going to first ask them, you know, um, Cayman, how do you find balance um, when you are when you have such a heavy schedule? Yeah, it's definitely really important just not only for your mental health, but just, you know, physically soreness, just keeping your body in, in shape to be ready to play your sport. But um, I just, I feel like, you know, having your hobbies and a lot of people say, like, you know, no days off and, I mean, I'm a strong believer and it's okay to take a day off. Like, it's okay to have, like, that rest day and, you know, that day of recovery. And it's it might not actually be a day off. Like, it might be, like, a day out of a gym. But, I mean, you're still mentally just, you know, preparing for your sport or thinking about the week or planning your workouts for the week or whatever. So it, it definitely is, like, balancing that friend time and, you know, in the midst of senior year, doing all of your senior things and, you know, just kind of, taking in this moment because you know you're not going to be a senior again and you know planning the life ahead but not letting it get too stressful it's pretty great Karan, you want to add to that i totally agree with uh taking things like that where where i'd say for me it's taking things one thing at a time especially like you're saying came in senior year doing our senior duties i just got done like submitting like my uh graduation speaker application and everything and that's a Big relief off my shoulders, getting projects done and everything. But at the end of the day, I'm taking it one thing at a time. So, yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. All right. Um, what do you think? We, we Armando, do you think uh, anything to add to that conversation from a parent view? I just don't see how they do it all. You know, the kids in their position, because I was just a dumb senior trying to get through high school. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have many responsibilities. I did have state track on graduation day where I was the last to walk in and I scratched myself from the uh, long jump so that I could be able to walk in graduation. But I don't see his schedule. I was telling you, like, I didn't know what he was doing. I know he does Cox Medical Explorers. I know he has. He was trying to get his valedictorian or whatever they call it, senior speaker. Right, I know that he's in the middle of his seal of biliteracy for Spanish, and I'm like, there's no way. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we're doing in Spanish 1 tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Um, Michelle, how do you how do you think that we can help keep them from getting overwhelmed? I think just, I mean, every kiddo is different on how they respond to stress. And I think just knowing, um, watching for those things. So when you feel like your kiddo is getting stressed, what are the things that are stress relievers, you know, for them? Um, for Cayman, it's shopping. So when she starts to get stressed, we go and shop. So... But um, but I think every kiddo is is different in regards to that. But just always being there for them, supporting them, um, and knowing what they what they need at the right time. Yeah, well said, well said. Well, Michelle, I, I'm very grateful that you were here tonight, and congratulations on your own career. But being able to to watch your daughter came in and and have such a successful career that had to be uh, one of the one of the greatest joys of being a parent. So congratulations to that. Thank you. And Cayman, thanks for being back here tonight. Appreciate that. You're welcome anytime to be my co-host. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, anytime. Thanks for coming up with this great idea. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Let's keep it going next week. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going to do it. All right. And Karan, I love having you back on the show. Mm -hmm. So when you are back visiting um, from Brown University, um, please make sure you stop by and and keep us updated, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me on again. All right, Normando, I finally got you on my show. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to have you on my show, and 
Uh, this is fantastic. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm just glad everybody gets to hear this smooth voice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have a face for radio. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for being here. We're going to move into our post-game talk. Um, next week, we'll continue this series. Uh, post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for high-quality service and high-quality satisfaction. Call Story for your next project. Don't forget, you can also go to a coach's perspective for all show lineup and previous shows and any information that you would like about a coach's perspective. All right, now for our post-game talk. All right, so being a parent is awesome. There are so many rewards and there's so many joys along the way. But also it's hard. It is ridiculously hard sometimes. There is going to be stress. There's going to be anxiety. There's going to be pressure. Oh, and you may not be the most popular person in the world every day to that person. So be patient. We have to love them. We have to guide them. We have to support them. And we have to release them. We let them fly and learn how to navigate the winds and the rain so that they can soar in the sun. Arming children with coping skills can give them the ability to live their lives like champions. And that's exactly how parent champions do it. And I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.